Hello everyone, welcome back to Just Good Stuff. This is your host, Rachel Mansfield. Today's episode is with an Instagram sensation, Erica Vitrini. Erica is a working mom of two, a wife of first-generation American Italian, and daughter of restaurateurs. She grew up in her family's Italian restaurant, which is where her love for cooking began. As a child, she spent hours in the kitchen of her family's restaurants and eager to learn traditional Southern Italian recipes. But she didn't start off her career creating recipes and sharing them on social media. As you'll hear in today's episode, Erica had a very unconventional start to cooking on social media. Her story is very inspiring, and after hearing that it was her daughter who encouraged her to share her recipes online in 2020, she's a prime example of it never being too late to start the career of your dreams and put yourself out there. In just three years, she has grown that community from 4,000 followers to over 2.2 million on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook combined. Erica's having so much fun developing recipes that resonate with people of all ages and is so excited about her launch of her first ever line, Kitchen Garments, that's coming out in November 2023, this year, and you'll hear all about it in today's episode. I hope you guys love this episode as much as I enjoyed our conversation with Erica. She's an absolute gem. She's so inspiring. Please go follow her over on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. It's linked all in the show notes for you too, and let us know what you think of today's episode. As always, I'd love to hear from you. If you do enjoy this conversation, share it with a friend, rate, review the podcast on iTunes, Spotify. I love to hear from you. This week's episode is sponsored by a brand I've been ordering from for years now, Little Spoon. Feeding our kids can feel like a full-time job, and frankly, that's because it is. Now that we have three kids eating what feels like all day, every single day, I had to find some shortcuts for the times that I'm not making their food. But you know I'm really particular and I look for organic, top-notch ingredients when it comes to feeding my family. A friend of mine actually introduced me to Little Spoon on a playdate once and I immediately ordered it on my phone and you can too now for 30% off with my code RACHEL, R-A-C-H-L. In case you're wondering what is Little Spoon exactly, think ready-to-eat meals and snacks for babies, toddlers, and big kids delivered right to your home and they're even healthy. You can keep them in the fridge, the freezer, and pick whatever meals and snacks you want. The price is right, the quality is great, and my kids are obsessed, so I'm obsessed too. Little Spoon is for kids of all ages, and thank goodness, because I don't want to ever outgrow using it. They have organic baby blends, biteables, toddler and big kid meals like hidden veggie mac and cheese, gnocchi, and so much more. And these new lunchers that I'm so excited for Azure to try for school, they're on their way in the mail right now, and I'm like giddy over when they're going to get delivered. I also like to keep extras in the freezer for plates and easy meals at any time. Brody and his girlfriend actually love the slow-cooked bolognese today for lunch over on their plate. For 30% off, go to littlespoon.com slash Rachel and enter our code Rachel at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. That's littlespoon.com slash Rachel and enter our code Rachel, R-A-C-H-L, for 30% off at checkout. Well, Erica, I'm so excited to like chat with you. I've ne- actually never spoken to you off of like Instagram DM. And you're like new, not new to like my world, but like you're definitely one of the most recent people I started following in the last like two years or so. And I'm so just like genuinely excited to hear your story. You're just like so vivacious. You have so much energy. You just put so much passion into everything that you do. And I can't wait to hear everything. So thank you so much for taking the time to come on to chat with us. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. And I'm so glad to be talking to you. I feel like I'm part of your your world. I'm reliving those toddler years. I love following you guys. I really get a sense for 
just what your family is all about and what your passions are. It's been fun. I love the community that we're all creating too, you know? Yeah. It's nice. Thank you. It's very true. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this is my husband, Jordan. It's nice to meet you. Hi, Jordan. <laughs> I guess technically I My husband it. might be... That's the only problem to this spot. I don't compete with my toddlers, but me and my husband also work in the same... Well, m- most days in the same house. So if, I might have to move if he starts to make lunch. That's the only thing. Oh my God. It's to- live on the podcast. Let us hear what he's making for lunch firsthand. Okay. Um, so I'd love to start and have you introduce yourselves to the listeners and tell us a little bit about who you are. Yeah, my name is Erica Vitrini. I um, it's you know it's a long story. I was trying to write a bio for you the other day, and I was thinking about who am I and where have I come from. Um, currently, you know, food content creator, recipe developer. Food is sort of new to me. It's never not really my parents. I grew up in my parents' restaurant. Uh, they're their first I'm a first generation American Italian. So um, I it's always been my passion to cook, but really it becoming my career is rather new. So in short, I am currently a food content creator, um, recipe developer, um, a couple other new things to share with you in a little bit. But I was a television host and I am a mom and I'm a wife and all those things. So a little bit of everything. So I want to talk about why you started sharing food, but you've almost had like a past life career. So what were you doing before you were sharing delicious recipes and being oh. your amazing self on Instagram? Yeah, it is kind of a cool story. So I was in television for hmm, about 16 years. I hosted shows for HGTV, a live talk show for NBC, and I was always paired with the the people the, the foodies, right? If I was if it was a live segment, they always put me with a chef. If it was a commercial, I was cast as like the you know that the spokesperson for this person. And food really was a secret sort of passion and love of mine forever through that time. I sort of kind of pushed it away because the TV career was doing so well. Um, but then it kind of resurfaced again when I became a parent and when I was making meals for my own kids. And I was making them the way that my mother did. My parents are both immigrants from Italy. So we really did eat some of the best food. It was There was no processed food in my house. Um, my mom didn't even use canned beans, which I think is totally acceptable, obviously. <laughs> um, wow. And so I, yeah. And so I started to kind of create this blog because my friends would come to me and say, what, 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 how did you make that? Or, or where did that come from? Um, and it really was, it was so important for, for me to cook for my kids because that's what my parents did. And because that's how they showed me love. And it was how I expressed love to my children. So I started the blog and it was fun, but still the TV career was happening. And then <laughs> um, during COVID, my daughter was like, she was 12 at the time. Was like, you need to start to create these videos for TikTok. You know, you, you're doing this, mom, just do it. I'm like, no, no. No, oh my it, in my mind, TikTok was a bunch of little kids dancing around. And I was yeah. like, I'm not going to do that. And then I did. And these were recipes that I, you know, had been sharing forever on the blog or just with my family. I told you there's the phone call. My husband just received a phone call. And I started creating the videos and they just took off. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is this is something. And I had all the tools and the, you know, the, I knew how to edit. I knew how to delight because I was in television. And I started to bring these to life. And then my my community really grew so quickly. And that's where I am now. Did you start on TikTok? I did. I started on TikTok. My first video that me and my daughter, um, I still have it. It's so funny. I looked at the camera and I said, this was right, again, start of quarantine. And I said, if you're home from school, make your own lunch. And I cooked 
uh, homemade pesto and pasta, I said in 10 minutes, which sort of true. Uh, and that video took off to 6 million views like immediately. Wow. And of course, all of the teenage kids were like, ah! <laughs> you know, getting so excited. And I'm like, relax, relax. Yeah. And that's where the community grew. And then, you know, when Instagram launched Reels, we had already been doing short form videos. So it was easy for me to kind of edit it down and start on Reels. And then it just grew and grew. Yeah. Isn't so it just fun? Isn't it just crazy how a 12 year old like now knows what the future holds in terms of like what you can do on a cell phone? Just it's a, it's amazing. It's incredible. And I actually look at, I look at my daughter every day and I say, thank you. You really, you, <laughs> yeah. you know, you had, you believed in me more than, than I think I believed in me. Cause I, when I was in television, I had talked to my agent about a cookbook cause I, I had, I really had it in me. You know, I always did. I was the, per, I'm the person that you come to my house and you know, there's like four course meal, all homemade. I, you know, it's, I, I, I have this, your favorite drink ready for you. I just, this was what I love to do. It was always my passion. And my agent looked at me and he was like, how are you going to create a cookbook? He had no faith in me. And now they are hounding me every week. Like, are you going to get this cookbook together? Are you going to get this cookbook together? And I'm like, I'm not ready yet. <laughs> it's kind go. of nice how it's in full circle, right? You just have to believe in you or have people around you that believe in you. So do you do anything with TV still or are you your primary focus? content creation. I do actually. I think the TV unfortunately is dying, especially in the space that I was. I was hosting and I was live television. So I think there's not a lot. I mean, no one turns on the television anymore, unfortunately. But they will like CBS will come to me and we'll do segments for them. I'll do one for the 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 Thanksgiving Day parade. A lot of them are brand, you know, branded sort of deals. And then I am working with um a streaming show that's coming out soon for QVC. So oh, yeah, I'll do it once in a while, but you know what? This is so much better. <laughs> I like really? being in charge of my own content. Yes. When you work for, there's two things. One, when you're working for someone else, it's, it's just, it's, you know, you know what it's like. It's, it's not, it's not hundred percent in your control, right? Yeah. So you may know how to communicate the message better than they do, but you don't have any say. I mean, you can, as you get, I think as, as I got older, I was able to really work with the brands to say, this is not really going to work. Your messaging is not really touching the people and you can kind of a little bit, but when it's a commercial or when it's a television shoot and they have a lot of dollars invested, they really want to have a say in everything. Where now what I'm doing, if I do do a brand spot, I'm the creative, which is awesome. Like it's so fun to be the creative behind something um, and deliver a message to an audience that you know. It's so true though. But I, a few months ago, we had a call with my manager and I like I did a seg- I've done a few segments on the Today Show and I called her after and I was like, I want to be on TV. Like I need a TV agent. And it's just so funny how like the grass always seems greener on the other side. Like I would love to be doing something like that in addition to like what I'm currently doing. But also I feel like our roles are totally reversed where I've been running my food blog and social mm-hmm. media for almost 10 years. So I'm at the point where it's like having the full control and autonomy over like what you say, the content creating, like uh, within reason, within brand partnerships, I'm almost like, okay, can someone give me a script? Cause I'm burning, I'm burning out. Like I'm getting, Mm -hmm. I'm getting kind of like, what do I do from here? And it's so funny, like listen to you say that. I'm like, oh, wow. Like I remember feeling that way. And now I feel like I'm just like half of a zombie i'm like a zombie half the time i'm like wow like have i oh my god i shared that seven years ago i forgot about it so i'll say this i I hear that a lot actually from people who have come there i want to now i want to go into space a lot especially from 
just to everyone. And I'm like, you don't. First of all, it's not the way the business is going, you know, unless it's a streaming show and that's something different. Yeah. But even then, I feel like I can communicate with my followers and much better just doing this because there's no, nobody censoring me or cutting out things. You're not, you will say a million things on television and then you know, unless it's live. Yeah. That you have no control over what it's actually being communicated or how they're going to kind of like portray you in any way, which um, I just think that's, that's, that's frustrating in so many ways. No, I don't know. That's true. Um, also, I don't think that um, people are just going to television anymore. You know, it's not, no. it's not a thing. It's just no. not. Plus, this is the thing that I said for so many years, I was selling everybody else's stuff. It's so nice to finally grow a, a community where you can create items yourself and sell to them things that you believe in. It's very true. That's how I feel. So don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> You'll be frustrated anyway because it's all TV sounds so glamorous. I mean, yes, you sit in the chair and the make and you get your makeup done, then you go on, but it's really a grind. And it gets it's even worse because the budgets are being you know, getting smaller and smaller in all these productions. So you end up having to work harder and harder. Now, is your husband working with you? What does he do? No, my husband has a, he works um, for a a company that deals with bankruptcy and like a software for, for, yeah, it's completely different industry, but he's so supportive and he's pretty good on camera, which is nice. Yeah, he is. (laughs) He is. Do you think that you would ever want to talk talk to the camera? No, that's hard. I know for a second. I know. I want to hear about this. I feel like I have more questions for you guys than you're going to have no, no, for no. me. Like, how do you do this? This is, you're so cute and happy. Look at this. <laughs> Sitting We're, not. We're not. We're in a dark ass room with like storage things next to us of all the baby stuff we're outgrowing. And no, we're, we're surviving, not thriving in every aspect of our life at this moment in time. We just, oh, <laughs> shit. We I'm going to tell you right now, I could never do what you guys are doing being in the weeds like you are. I'm Don't. sorry. Those beards are so tart. To, I, I could barely open my eyes. During, and you guys are just bopping around. I see you. And it's great. <laughs> when when do you think as a mom that, and I they always say like bigger kids, bigger problems. But when do you think yeah. that you like got energy back? Like how old were your kids? When you started to be like, okay, I don't have to get up so early when you get up. Like I'm not as I think tired. it all happened. It's, I mean, it's different for everybody. I, I still want to wake up with them when they get out in the morning. The difference is I'm not packing their bag. I they're making. I did make them breakfast this morning. I made it last night. I made overnight oats. But usually they're putting together their own breakfast. If my daughter even eats it because she has an early lunch. You know, it's like the, so that part that I guess the grind in that, that way kind of disappears. But then emotionally you become so much more vested. Yeah. You know, like they're, the social groups and the, you know, the it's not so much bullying that my kids face, but it's just dealing with their peers. And now my daughter's going to drive soon. So I'm terrified about that. And there's all of that. So I'm emotionally at night, back 12 and 14. I can't believe I'm saying that. Wow. It's beautiful though. Like they really are. We went out and had a New York city week when my daughter and I, when my husband had taken my son to um, a baseball tournament in Cooperstown. And it was, we were walking the streets together and laughing and like giggling. And I was like, this is real. I remember just losing my mind when she was two and like picking <laughs> her up off the floor every five seconds. Cause she, I always tell her all the time, like, you were a nightmare toddler. She's like, I know you tell me all the time. I'm like, but I would have given all of that. I don't care. I don't take any of that. If I knew you were going to be as amazing as you are now, like she's awesome. And he's awesome too. But, um, 
I don't know when it gets better. It just one day it just clicks and you're back into your normal life. And your friends are all, we're all looking at each other like, is this real? Like, are we actually able to go out for a drink? Well, that's what I'm like, it's when crazy. do we go out for dinner and like actually sit at the table? Like, when is the line at the end? Of the we, we have a couple more years, Rach. No, I know that. But like, I like to know like what's going to happen. I'm a control freak. Like, I like to know what's going to happen like, yeah. and when it's going to happen. And it, it gives someone it motivation, depends, you know? Depends on the temperament of your youngest child, right? Because Harris was really easy. So once Jocelyn okay. got through all the craziness, um, she started walking when she was nine and a half months and I thought I was going to kill myself. Um, oh, wow. that's really early. I know, but, she, and you know, that age, they have no brain. So the, every moment I was like, I, I felt like, you know, you all, you just want to keep them alive. Right. That's yeah. like your, so I don't have, I don't have all the answers except that it does get better. And, um, yeah. And it's all beautiful. Like it's, it's really all very, very special. I, I I'm at that point. Someone said to me, um, you only have three more summers with your daughter. And I like burst into tears. I was like, what are you talking about? And cause it's true. She goes to college, right? you know, and then, and then there's a statistic about you spend 90% of your time with your children. I think it's up until it's all spent up, up to 18, 18 or something. Yeah. You yeah. must, you must read this. And that I, Rachel I, reads. <laughs> She's all about this. Eight, <laughs> she's all about this 18 summers. No, but like I did a real like almost mocking it because they say you have 18 summers with your kids. But like, I'm so obsessed with my parents. Like I, we go away with them every year. Like we're together all the time. Like is it, and from what I could see, like you have great camaraderie, like when your family and relationship mm-hmm. with your kids, like they're not going to want to leave you. Like Ezra Jones, he's going to live when he, he's, he's going to marry me, which I politely tell him is, is not correct. But then he's going to get married. And he's going to like live in the house next door and he doesn't want to live too far away. And he wants me to still cook for him. I'm like, I would love that so much. Like, don't ever leave me. But like, if you keep cultivating these relationships and like connections with your kids, like, they'll never leave you. No, we, I believe that. My husband says it all the time. He's like, our kids are going to want to hang with us, you know? And I think that's, I think it's true. I really do. We have so much fun together as a family. Yeah. And we're able to tease each other and love each other. And even I'm, I, I, I'm not best friends with my daughter. I hate that because that's, you're not meant to be their best friend yet. I have like rules and I'm, I'm very much her mother, but we are all extremely, extremely close, which is nice. It's really, is, and they've been very supportive of this. Well, I was going to say, what is your, like, no, it's okay. What do your kids think of your like newfound profession? So like you have this massive following now and, what do your kids think, think about mm-hmm. that? Because like my kids are so little, like I don't even know. Yeah, they they'll never know the no, difference. They'll, they'll have no, I know, but like when what do they your were, kids think? Well, I thought it was really funny. Well, when I was when they were really little, I'd be on TV, right? And they were just like they could give a shit. They didn't even like they wanted to watch their cartoon or whatever the hell was right. going on. Um, and then it got to that point. I took my daughter to studio meet with me once. This is again when she was little, and I was just doing. Um, they were just in traps so of intros and outros. And I was just, she's like, that's all you do. It was so funny. Like, no, <laughs> didn't care. But now they actually are like, this is pretty amazing. And they, well, to be fair, they don't like my daughter. I did a video that went viral on TikTok and on Instagram. And she was biting into a, she just come back from practice and she bit into the sandwich and she was like, so good. She's like that, like awful. <laughs> she didn't look great. And so that I have to be careful with because, you know, now I can't just put them on, on social media. I have to be, I have to be, but they are very proud of me. They're very supportive. Their friends think it's cool. They love when I get free stuff, obviously. No, they're, they're great. 
they're great, but they're also so busy in their own lives um, as they should be, you know, that uh, they don't, they don't think about it too much, too much. You know, when you look at someone and you're like, wow, they are glowing. What is their secret? And I can I please be let in on this ASAP? Well, recently I felt that way about my friend and I called her to see what the beep she was doing. And she says to me, Rachel, you've got to try the collagen that I'm taking. It has changed my life. Now, I thought that liquid collagen sounded really gimmicky. It was overhyped, but I figured, hey, why not give it a whirl? Worst case, it doesn't work and I don't need to take it anymore. Well, fast forward to a month later and I am shook over the results. And if my mom, who tells me I look tired after I get a full night of sleep, is telling me that I have a glow from this, I'm not kidding you, you know it is legitimate. Now, the key here with taking liquid collagen is the consistency, like most things in life. Two times a day, every day, for they say at least three months. The average person sees results after three months of consistently taking it. I did after three weeks, so I can't even imagine what I will see in three months. I'm taking liquid collagen over powder for a few reasons because this question comes up all the time. Number one, it's easier for me to incorporate this into my daily life over powder. I take two tablespoons at the same time every single day. I don't have to mix anything. It's just drinkable. I don't drink coffee. I don't drink smoothies. So I stopped using collagen peptides because it was so hard for me to incorporate that into my diet. I also learned that powder has a 30% absorption rate and liquid has a 90% absorption rate. So that really won me over. I'm linking to the collagen that I'm taking in the show notes. You get 10% off with my link plus more if you subscribe and save. It makes the most sense to do the subscription for two reasons. Number one, you need to give this three months to even know if it's going to work. So if you don't subscribe to it, then you're going to have to keep ordering after the 30 days because one order, like two bottles of it are for 30 days. I use the skin variety and I love it. It has a subtle taste of berry and it's really easy to drink. If you have any questions on this, let me know. I'm happy to answer them. And if you want to order it, you can find the link to my collagen over in the show notes. And now let's dive back into today's episode. I, I never thought about it's crazy, that. Guys. Like, because our our kids like don't understand what what you do or like who you are, but eventually they will. Oh. Yeah, and they become very very. Um, they want to have they want to have say in what's in their, their own persona online, which I get. It's fair. Yeah, it's fair, but yeah, yeah. Like we just had to do um a we had to fill out a form for our two kids that are in preschool, like if they could be on the social media pages of the preschool. I think Rachel said we were the only family that said no. And we're like, mm-hmm. they're on so much social media. Like, we don't need them. Well, on no, I don't. I, I do it for security reasons. Like, uh, I recognize. Yeah, it's nothing to do with that. I Uh-oh. just, I get really nervous. Good point, Rachel. Thank you. Like, I get nervous if, like, they use your kids in, like, the brochure. And someone's like, oh, my God, like, Rachel Mansfield's sons go here. Like, I want to send my kids there and, like, join the class. Like, uh, I just, I don't, I get really nervous. Like, there's, like, a lot of creeps out there. So, that makes me children That say if they know you and they know, you know, they think they know information, then if you don't know them, don't go near them. Like, I'm concerned about that because there's so many people who feel like they know us, unfortunately, and maybe can pick up little pieces. I get even scared about putting them in their jerseys, you know, on yeah. camera, like what school they go to. It's really, it's, it's frightening. Uh, luckily, not like yours. I'd be even more scared if my kids were little, they're old enough to, you know, have some sort of sense. Although my exactly. son sometimes, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cr- we had a guy come to our house who 
I wasn't there, of course. How many times I've said, do not open the door. Don't not don't yeah. open. You don't know them, don't open. Yeah. My daughter's up in the shower. My son's in the yard gardening. This random dude walks in and he opens the door. It's a guy who apparently once lived here, tall European guy who wanted to see the house and see how it changed. No, that's a, that's a scam I, artist. I was like, no. he just, it really, it really was, but still, like, how do you just unlock? And my daughter's like, I was in upstairs. Like, I just come out of the shower. It was so funny. Yeah, he's a little bit, boys, I'm telling you guys. Oh, yeah. Our, yeah, wish me luck. Our oldest Ezra can open the front door. He and does like, open the front door. I'm like, don't yeah, open He's, he's done it the once door. or twice. Luckily, it's not been an issue, but. Yeah, but there's weirdos yeah. out there. Anyways, so let's get into the food. So you make a yeah. lot of, some of these recipes, I'm like, how did you think of these ideas? Like, they're so creative. They look so delicious. They're colorful. They're fresh. So but where. But also like so simple and approachable. Yeah. Like you don't yeah. make it look well, like I think that's fascinating. I think that's the way I would describe Italian cooking in a lot of ways. Not all. Some can be more complicated than others. But they really, Italian cooking is really just about using fresh seasonal ingredients and putting them together for it to make sense. Um, unlike the French, right, who are more, and I love French food, love it, but it's more about the art of the process. You know, there's always a process in, you know, however you create the sauce and there's just a process italians are not they don't the way at least not the way i grew up and a lot of the foods that you love are really italian dishes you love are, are peasant dishes right they're they're it's food that was thrown together because it's what they had on hand and my parents are both like i said immigrants from italy um my mom grew up on a this is crazy on a farm in a home that had no internal plumbing wow How is that like she, i kid you not or heat so and she literally made her mattress was made out of corn husks, like stuffed corn husks. It's crazy. When she tells the stories, when you're little and you hear the story, you know, you're like, okay, mom. Now I'm like, tell me again, was that real? Like they went to the butchers with newspapers. My uncle's like, we didn't really have waste because we used everything. It was, it's insane to hear the stories. Um, so, and I grew up that way. When she came here, we, the way she cooked was just simple, easy, fresh. And it was always I didn't realize it then, but it was those memories, oh, they just stuck with me. Whenever whenever we went out to eat at a restaurant in Italy, I remember this, I was like, oh God, I was so young and I went to Italy and I had that first carpaccio. I had that memory in my head. Like all of the dishes and food memories just stay in here somewhere. Um, and they, and I guess that's how they, I guess that's how I come up with it. I also traveled a lot. So when I did work, um, right out of college, I worked for GE, but then I transferred and I was a, an opera, uh, operational auditor for Estee Lauder. And I traveled all over the world. And even when I was traveling and working, it was really important for me to eat local food, not like what's the coolest place to go to in Greece and, uh, in, you know, Athens. It was like, where do the locals go? How do they eat? That was, I love when I feel like food is very connected to, you know, history. And to the people, and and it tells a story. It's bigger than just you know that the Michelin star. I, I love Michelin star restaurants, but I don't yeah. get the soul in it. I don't really feel where it came from, where it's rooted in. And I, I just, whenever we travel, we'll do some sort of cult, uh, food history tour to kind of understand, like Portugal, you know, all that stuff. And that, and that's really what it comes from. I guess I pull from all of the travel. I pull from my childhood, and then hello, you guys are in it. I pull from real life, like nursing a child on my breast, and like cooking at the same time like <laughs> this is what i did mm -hmm. so there was no time really for like the long form italian i had to make it like a short form italian um and so that's how i i get it i i i didn't i'm not just like 
pretending to know what it's like to be in the weeds with kids. Like I, rem- I actually was in it. I was working. I was trying to cook for my kids, you know, balancing it all. Someone, um, and that's, and that's where it comes from. Someone had me on their podcast yesterday and they're like, well, how do you cook? Like you have all these kids, you have a business. I'm like, I don't even like cut an onion correctly. Like yeah. I just like chop it into a couple pieces and like toss it into a pot, like everything. And I think that we have a very similar like perspective on cooking and on food where like, I love shortcuts and I want to put everything into a pot. I want to make like everyone's life easier. And when someone says, oh, I, I don't cook, like I could never make any of your recipes. Like I don't have any experience. Yeah, girl, same. I don't have any experience. Like I'm just a mom trying to feed herself and her family. Like just you make it work. Like you can do like people can do a lot more in the kitchen than I think that they think that they're capable of. And it's like, oh, I have so much to do. I can't do that. But like, no, if you have a jar of, of pasta sauce, you have a jar, some type of pasta, some like one type of meat in the in the um freezer or fridge and some vegetables, like you can literally do like a no boil pasta bake in two seconds. Like just put it all together. Like people just don't. I, don't think- I feel like give themselves like the courage, like the confidence, like I can do this. I was just saying, I think that's why you guys are both super successful in what you do is because you show how easy it is to make something and like it's delicious and, you know, done in 15, 20, 30 minutes. For sure. And I think it's interesting because I think I had a little bit of an arc because when I first entered, that's how I entered into the food space, like easy, quick, let's do it. And then I felt like I had to prove myself a bit you know, like I can really cook sort of thing. And I, and I got a little bit more complicated and I still will. I have to say when I have those moments where I have to get something creative that's in my brain out, like a Parmesan ice cream or like whatever it is or something that's been floating around, I will do them. But primarily my dishes are what you said. I, I like a grade garlic. I'm not going to chop the garlic. I'm just going to take a grater and just grate it into yeah. the pasta. Like little things like that that can... And also having fresh ingredients, I think, really helps on hand. I know not everybody can, but when you can have the freshness of the herbs and all of that, it it elevates everything. Have you always made one meal that feeds like your families, like for dinner time, like when your kids were little, did you cook one thing? Yes. And that, you know, it's funny was people ask me about my food. What is it? Not my food culture, but sort of like how I, how I, how I, yes, my food philosophy when it comes to children. I had to think about it and I didn't know how to explain it. And then I read a quote once and, and it was a Greek mom and she said, and they were at, and they asked her, how do you know your kids will eat it? And she said, oh, they'll eat it. <laughs> and that's how I was, was like, look me in the thing. My mom was like, eat it. That's it. I mean, they put squid on a plate on pasta and we ate it. Not because we, it wasn't even a thought process of like, do we want to eat it? It was dinner, yeah. period. And I know that doesn't work for everyone. I really do. And I totally get that. And then you have to be sensitive but I think offering too many options is just, just, I, I would sit at, at um, Christmas Eve and watch my, when I was not married, watch my two-year-old cousin's children eat like bongole right out, like just like slurp them down. And I was like, what the hell? And I think that's always been in my head. Like I, if I just kind of keep it up, they'll, they'll do it. I think I also, um, I think I watched a podcast of yours about snacking and I, I, I find that it's hard when kids are constantly snacking to, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to cut that because our our four and a half year old Ezra, he's it like he's like, and I don't I don't say this disrespectfully, like he's like a tank, like he can eat a lot. Like he out eats my 60-year-old mm-hmm. father who's like six foot tall and like a big guy. 
Ezra eats a lot. So he has snacks all day. And then like our two-year-old Brody like wants to follow along and have more snacks. And like Brody won't eat his meal. Mm-hmm. And Ezra will eat four slices of pizza or two bowls of pasta. Mm-hmm. And like, he's fine. And I'm like, I we built this pantry so they could have like the freedom to like pick the snacks. They, it was the dumbest thing I ever did. But it is what it is. But like, I, I can't wait for our youngest to be like four ish. Not because I want to rush this because I love Cooper as a baby. Oh my God, it's like the best. He's truly my favorite baby. Oops. But I feel like that's when we could start being like, you eat this and like, this is what you're eating. Like, we can't send our two year old to sleep hungry. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't he, he work. Yeah, no. At nine o'clock. No, so it he, doesn't. It... He's two. He doesn't, he's not developed. No, he doesn't realize. But like Ezra at this point is like, dude, I'm not giving you a salad with like walnuts and craisins on top. Like, I know you're not going to like that. I made you a meal. Eat it. And like we all eat within mm-hmm. the same like genre of food and make it work yeah. for our plate. No, it's, it's definitely hard. I don't want to say that there's like a formula because there isn't. And my daughter was very complicated. There was full on brawls at dinner. But it wasn't. I don't. I have this. You have to. We, there's no yuck rule. A no yuck rule. Okay. Which is like we present something and they have to try it. And they can't be like, yeah, like they yes. have to try it. First of all, I don't want them learning to say yuck and going to somebody's house and then being like, yuck, that's so rude. It's more um, But just try it. Yeah, we try it. And we, 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 we all try it. We all talk about it. I think that me and my husband, when they were little, us getting excited about food, got them excited about food. So if we were trying something new, like I remember my husband always being like, um, oh, you don't want it. I'll have it. You know, that kind of a thing. Like, oh, you don't want to... Okay, I'll, I'll eat yours. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, why does he want to eat mine kind of a thing? You know? So there's a lot of little tricks that we kind of like use to sort of get them to try new things. The snacking, you can never be... Because even if you don't snack them, the school snacks them constantly. I remember there was like three oh, snacks at school or something. Ridiculous, but we but snack, I just, my daughter I snack a, lot. a lot. Your daughter didn't Which eat a lot? Like, no, she, did. she wasn't a big meal eater. So if I snacked her all day... She would never eat the the dinner. I had to just be really careful about that. She's kind of the same now, you know, or even when she was nursing, it was like, well, she wanted to have like little, little bites. And I was like, no, this is not going to work out for us. I can't, I can't do that. That's like Cooper, <laughs> like Cooper will nurse for two to three minutes on each side and then like want to come back again. And I'm just like, that's not like sustainable for my lifestyle, Cooper. No. Like, I love no. you. I but don't know like... how you're standing right I'm not. I'm technically standing because I'm dead. Um, it's dramatic, but it's like honestly, like just how I, he's eight and a half months or eight months, eight months in a week. Eight, eight a I have four we four months left of nursing, and then I'm, I'm, I'm done. Girl, I am so proud. I, I was a zombie, and I see the faces. You know, when you're someone said to me the other day, we talked about sleep deprivation during those early that yeah. first year, and you see the moms right walking through the street. And you're just like, oh God, I, you, I just want to hug them and be like, soon yes. it'll be over. I promise. I promise it ends. <laughs> it does end. I know. And then they sleep till 11 and you try to drag them out of bed. That's where That's you're getting what my get. Pilates instructor tells me, she's always like, Rachel, I have to like physically like yank my son out of his bed to get him up to go to school in the morning. I'm like, I'm kind of excited for that moment, but like not excited. But Brody's alarm Brody's up at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, every day, Brody, so. Brody was in our room yeah. at 5 30. And then him and him and Ezra literally pulled me out of bed this morning at, at six. It's it's yeah. so it's hard. And I'm like it's get the so hard. Hard. And I I'm not a good sleeper either. Like are You're you guys me by three? No, I'm an awful sleeper. I'm I'm and when they were little I was just like worried. 
always worried. You know, they always scare you with the SIDS and the this and the that. And so I was constantly just listening. I still, I would go into their rooms just to make sure they were breathing. And I still, if it wasn't for the fact that I think my son would jump up and be so terrified, I would still go into their room and be like, you good? You good? (laughs) That's like my mom. Like She used to take the mirror, right? Yeah. My mom used to take a mirror and put it against our face to make sure we would like fog it up. Like you're so I love it. That that is me. No, and I didn't even have a baby. I put my finger under their nose. (laughs) I didn't even have a baby monitor until we had Cooper, like our third. Like I just, I'm so like, oh, they're fine. Like Cooper sleeps with a stuffed animal over his face, like like a towel looking Mm -hmm. thing over his face. I'm just like, he makes them happy. Like that's how I sleep. But wait, so you don't sleep, do? What do you mean? Can you go into that because you're so? I mean, I don't sleep well. I what don't are your sleep, sleep well, patterns? I should say. Um, they're poor. I mean, they weren't always like they are now. You know how it is. Like you, if you shoot all day, right? I, I, for the for people who are listening, I don't know if you know how it goes, but there's the shooting aspect. I do all my shooting, my my editing, my lighting. My I, I had a prep person that was helping me with cooking for a while, but um, I don't have her anymore. Um, and so I do that during the day, and then you know, there's the emails, there's the running the kids around, and then I. We'll often do a lot of the research until like 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night. And then I go to sleep and I just don't sleep well. I don't know why. It's in our blood, I think. Do you take anything? Like, do you take like a magnesium or anything to like help your sleep? So even when I have, I mean, something stronger than that, it's, it, my, I think that my, whatever's going on in my brain will overpower that. I can get myself very worked up at night, it seems only. I'm also at the age where there's a perimenopause sort of situation going on. That's oh, um, really? We're all sort of late. Yeah. And so like during a certain time of the month, I will feel like the hormones sort of rush. It's crazy. It's really crazy. And then the night sweats, I, Jordan, this is probably more than you want to hear, have oh, definitely started I've, thinking I've they're not all the time. Yeah, I'm sure. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So there's that too. But I, which by the way, is kind of an interesting thing to talk about in our industry because I feel often really old for our demographic. I have a young spirit for sure. I think if you follow me on Instagram, you know that. Um, But it is a scary industry to be in, you know, at at my age, because everyone is really, really young. So I do have to keep in touch and sort of, you know, be up and trying to listen. But I think there's just such a demographic, though, that's also probably similar age that's looking for something. Like I was talking to Rachel's dad the other day. He's, he just turned 60 and he's like, and he's very into working out and like weight training. And he's like, I think I'm going to start an Instagram account to teach like 60 year old men how to exercise because I get like questions every time I'm in the gym. But now that he's retired, I, (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. So I think like if there's an audience and you, like you said, you are very like young and energetic. So it does, uh. You can resonate on both sides of the spectrum, I guess. To me, you're like in. Well, ironically, my- like mm-hmm. when I, I'm like, oh wow, great, I can do. Like, sometimes, like, am I gonna outgrow this? Like, is this like, is this what I'm gonna do? Like, is this my career? Like you've seen your community change from like young twenty year old. That's women what's to really now, cool. Um, young moms, but it, mm-hmm. like Erica, if you look at the demographic of like your Instagram or TikTok, like, what's the average age? Like, in, like I actually the- skew young. I skew young. So twenty five to 35 and then the 35 to 45 i think those are the two buckets are exactly the same and they're the the biggest buckets 
originally 25, 35 was like the, the biggest. It was like 45. And now I think it's like, I don't know, maybe it's 35 and I have to look, but the, it's still quite big. Like I definitely, definitely skew young. Um, I think it's true. I think that you can always, besides I have perspective, you know, I think I've been through a lot of it. And so I have perspective. And I think, I think you're right. I think people can see me and my husband and my kids and be like, oh, good. They're they're. This is what it's like you know, down the road. Last weekend, you guys were in the city and I responded to your Instagram story being like, oh my God, like this is literally like her and her husband went into the city and spent the weekend. This is amazing. I'm so jealous of this. Like that is awesome. Like we always joke like when we're, when our kids are older, we want to go into the city and like relive our lives and just like feel young again. (laughs) Somewhat free. Yeah. No, my, my kids, it was so funny because we have a family friend and they both have kids that line they're eight they're, they have two kids and they line up exactly with our kids and both of them asked our children to come to cape cod with them and at first we were sort of like what you're gonna leave us and then and then we're like okay and i we looked at each other we're like if we stay home we're gonna work the entire weekend let's not do that and so we we took off and we we kind of just it was really funny though because we're like we gotta stay out past 12 that was like our goal <laughs> like, and so like did you it was do like it 1205 and we did it. And at 12.05, we're like, we're in. But we hit it hard. We went to dinner and we had drinks. And we were, New York's so fun. And I don't know where you yeah, guys yeah. met, but that's where we... Did you oh, meet in New York? Nice. Or? Oh, we met in college. We've been together since we were 19. Mm-hmm. Oh, my yeah. 13, 13 years. Yeah. 13 and a half years we've been together. How long... How, how old are you when you met your husband? I was... He's going to get mad at me for not remembering exactly. I think I was 23. Okay. So I was young. young. We were young. So young. And we dated for like, or maybe I was 24. I don't know. We dated for like four years and then got engaged and then got married and then started having kids shortly after. Yeah, it's been a long, long ride. I'm sure you guys, I feel like we should do a separate podcast all about relationships and being together and living through it and growing. There's so much to be said. Um, I, I think when people ask me, what my biggest concern about my children is, you know, in the long term, I say yeah. finding a partner that they really truly love and are their best friend because it gets it's getting harder and harder these days. And I value how important it is um in my life, you know. No, it's so Partners. true. And it like it scares me that like people now not scared, but like you meet on an app and it's like no one really meets like just at a bar anymore or word of mouth or a friend. It's like I've never even met on a date. I, 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 it wasn't even legal to drink when I met Jordan. Like our first date was going to Wawa to get mango and Reese's. Like it wasn't a date, you know, it's so different. The biggest concern is they don't even speak. They just text. I can remember the long conversations you had with your, like the, the guy who you had a crush on and it was so, and you knew you liked them because you were on for more than like 10 minutes. They don't talk. They text. I get so upset. I'm like, this is, it's just. Did you see that? There was a, there was like an Instagram meme or TikTok that was like, were you old enough where you had to like call your friends or girlfriends like landline and then talk to their parents before you talk to the uh, kids? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I love that. Could you think, like, could you ever imagine Ezra now trying to call his friend and not just reach him directly or text him? That like scares the shit out of me. Or snappy again. He won't, he will snap. Mm. There's all sorts of stuff we could talk about. I'm but yeah, ready. it's not even a stupid, it's a snap of a face that's not even their face. It's the weirdest way that the way they, they, I feel very old right now, but it's very strange the way they communicate. 
I don't really, get really it. Weird. I mean, my brother and like him and his girlfriend are not gonna be like they don't listen to my podcast. They listen to me enough. So yeah. like they've been together for almost a year. And he's going to be 30 in November and she's like 27, 28. And they don't talk on the phone. Like they don't live together. Like they've been together for less than a year. They they get home from work. Like they literally just don't talk on the phone. Like, what do you mean you don't talk on the phone? Like they like don't communicate. Like they text. They don't, like they just, they don't FaceTime. They don't like do. I'm just like, wow, you don't. How do you and they text don't live together yet. No. And, and they like, don't. Maybe that. No. Like the like, I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, to each their own. I mean, I feel like that's good for my brother because he's just someone who like needs his personal space, and she like seems mm-hmm. to be the same way. But I'm just like, because she goes, well, when we're on the phone, we're on the phone for like three hours. So she's like, I can't dedicate like every day after. I'm like, but that's like the romance of this. Like that's the fun part of it. That's yeah, fun. Yeah, it's I know. it's like realizing that you can like actually tolerate this person for more than I mean that's the whole thing, right? I mean, I know. there's so few people in your life that you're like, I want to live in the same space that you have babies with you. I mean, there's that doesn't it, it you know generations I, I they're I different. Love, no, it's funny because um, bringing back Rachel's dad, he's always like, "Did you call her?" And we're like, <laughs> Rachel's brother's like, "No, we don't. We don't call." He's like. Oh, then how do you guys communicate? I, mean, I like, call everybody. It's like, I'm a Yeah, but then example. I try to call you and you don't, you ignore my call. Because I live with you and work with you. There's no, there is zero reason why you ever need to call me. Like, what? What do you want? Like, what oh do God. you need? I left my one hour walk in the morning. Like, what could you pot? Like, who? Every time he calls, I actually am in like a state of panic where I think something happened. I'm like, oh, what, what happened? Uh-huh. Everyone okay? Yeah. I'm like, don't yeah. call me. Like, pretend cell phone doesn't exist. Like, don't call me during the one hour I'm not with you all day. I just miss you so um, much. So okay, but if you call him and he doesn't pick up, don't you panic as well? I bet. No. If we, I'm not nervous. No? No. The only people I get nervous if they don't answer are my parents. And that's just like something that I'm dealing with as a therapist because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, are they okay? Like, did something happen? My parents are mm-hmm. young, knock on wood, like very healthy people. But I'm in a constant state of like, oh my God, my dad didn't answer me for four hours. Like, is he okay? Jordan, I'm like, he's fine. I'm like not concerned. And I don't I don't have it to like be because we're together, like literally like this. I know, I'm just, but I'm just anyways, kidding. the back end of your business. So do you have management? Do you yeah. have help? Like, oh, so who, who's yeah, your manager? I have um it's um A3. They were my they were my TV management and then oh. now they are my my agents for for the social media aspect of it but um a lot of the business comes directly towards me they find me and then I have somebody I don't want to be a part of the negotiation process right. Oh it's horrible. I, I yeah this business for anyone who doesn't know is very very tricky and always changing right you know so it's got to be it depends on I, I'm sure I haven't quite figured it out but there's lots of ways to make money in this business, whether it's the commission-based side or the branded or whatever. Um, I'm still trying to find the balance in it all. Uh, I, I feel like lucky that, and I know you are the same way, that we're not super young and that we have to take every branded deal that comes to us, that we can be uh, you know, particular yeah. over the people who I want to work with. Um, I think I feel very lucky every day for that because I want to stay authentic to my, it's really important that people trust me on my platform. That is really important to me. So whether if I am selling something, I want to be really open about it as I know you are. And um, in the end of the day, I really want to grow a community that I can like speak to. And also if I have a wonderful idea and I want to start a business, I want them to be there to support me, you know, and that's where I'm headed. Cause I think for so long, so much of my career, I was, 
pushing other people's stuff. I feel like now it's the opportunity to grow a community and start to develop my own stuff. And that's where, and that's where I'm at. And the book will come. I just am nervous. I don't want it to be any other cookbook. There's so many cookbooks on the market. I, I, I I love yours. I feel like people are expecting something from me and I, it's Italian and, 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 and it will be, but I need to see where I fit. Um, I think that's, I have plenty of ideas for recipes. I just obviously, you know, need to figure out how to pull all together and make it make sense. There's such, it's so funny you say this because I was on the phone with my cookbook agent this morning and I was in the middle of writing a proposal for my next book and I hit the pause button. Like I wrote a lengthy proposal, but I'm like, I just feel like it's such a saturated space right now. Like why is someone going to pick up my book versus like another book? And how many books does somebody need? And I get that there's a lot of people that really cherish cookbooks, but I'm just like, I don't want to just write a book to write a book. Like I want it to mean something and, to and someone. To your, to, to your point, the book used to legitimize you in a space, right? So mm-hmm. if you wanted to, a long time ago, if you wanted to be on the Today Show, you had to have a cookbook. Yeah. That's how it went. And now that is not the space anymore. You, you don't You don't have to have a cookbook. And I know, and I've heard from, I'm sure you will say that this is true, Rachel, that it's actually a really grueling process. Yeah. Isn't it? it, It's tough, right? Yeah. And that's what I've heard. And I feel like, is it going to take a part of me away and I won't be able to, you know, be on this platform the way that I want to be? And also, and I wanted to talk to you about this, I am developing, I'll give you, I'm not going to say everything, but um, I'm I'm redesigning the apron. I've done it already, actually. So it's going to come out in November. Nice. Yes, I'm super excited. So, so for a long time, people would ask me why I why I'm not wearing an apron, right? And I'm like, I, I didn't have an answer. Answers. I, I don't like the way I look in an apron. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Even the cutest aprons. I'm sort of like, I, I don't. I don't like the way I look. And the truth is, when I'm cooking in and entertaining, I'm not serving you. I'm part of the party, right? I'm I'm here to drink with you, to talk to you, to mingle with you, and I'm dressed in something that I that I want to wear and I feel comfortable in. And I never had an apron that made me feel good in that mm-hmm. space. Um, so I redesigned it. It's not like anything that's out there right now, which is kind of cool. Um, and yeah, so we're going to launch it in November, hopefully right before Thanksgiving, fingers crossed. And I'm so excited. So who's helping you do this? It's me. And then I have, it's me. I designed it. And then I have a manufacturer that I'm working with, but I'm literally launching this thing on my own. So it'll be limited in the beginning because I need to get a feel for what's going on. And then we'll go from there. And that's really where my heart was more okay. than, than a book at this moment in time. That's, that's how I was. But it's, it's, it's been fun. And there's lots of other ideas I have too. Um, it's, it'll all come eventually, I hope. I'm so excited. I have a question for you. For you. Do you how do you guys deal with just sort of comments from, I, I don't get a ton, so I feel, I feel okay, but I get, I feel like you're like me, the, the comments you get from your followers that are not kind or yeah. do they affect you? I'm, um, I'm pretty numb at this point. Rachel, I, I have decently thick skin. I do, but it's getting so dark in here. It's so funny. Um, honestly, I don't get like that much hate or that much negativity, but I do. Mm-hmm. And I did tell this to myself going into this, like when you put yourself out there and you're on a public platform, you have to have a thick skin. Like if you can't take it, then like 
and I'm not saying you like the general, you like, if someone gets their feelings hurt easily, then you shouldn't be putting yourself out there like that because people will all, like, I posted something that was like desserty and someone's like, that looks like meatloaf or like, I would never eat that. Or like your eyebrows are effed up. And I'm just like, great. Like, I don't care. Like, like I, like if someone has something negative to say, like, that's fine. I brush it off. Like the ones that annoy me are where it's like, oh, you copied this person's recipe. Mm. And then I go out of my way to like, oh, like fully out of my way to take a screenshot of the year that that blog post went live. So if it's 2015, 2017, whenever it is, and I'm repurposing content because that's what you do when you're doing this for almost a fucking decade. And I send it to them and I'm like, literally kiss my ass. I did not do that. And also like you and I didn't invent banana bread. There's a plethora exactly. of recipes. Like everyone has their own spin. So if it's something that's like, like those are the ones that get to me. The ones that people I completely assume you're agree. copying, like, right? Uh, you're like, oh. well, when, when you affect, when you when you criticize my content or my then then I get very protective and everything else I can give a shit about. If you're not someone whose whose opinion I value, like my family or my friends, when they criticize me seriously, then I have to take that seriously yeah. because they love me and so there's something i need to address there but if you're just somebody else i i i really don't i, I don't have the time for it and it made me think of it because people are always like why don't you put your hair up when you're cooking and i'm thinking to myself i actually have like thinning hair and when i put it up it's like a disaster <laughs> it really is and i went through a phase where i lost a ton of my hair and i'm so anyway I, 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 I laugh it off, but I, you know, I'm, I'm going to answer them in my, in my own way, whether it's about my apron or my hair or whatever it is. I think, but I agree with you. No, it's, it is. It's, yeah. Like the people came at me for my eyebrows a couple of years ago and it's like, I've been breastfeeding or pregnant for five years. Like I didn't micro needle my eyebrows. Like also like you're lucky that my eyes are opened. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I just don't care. I'm also like, credit. Yeah. I'm like, don't follow me for like the stuff. If you don't like what I'm saying, then don't follow us. You know what I mean? Someone, I I did a collaboration with a clothing brand and my clothing brand collaborations actually perform really well. Like great link clicks, great engagement. And I do them often. And one person out of all the ones I did was like, I would never take fashion advice from this chick. And like, didn't mean to send it to me, meant to send it to somebody else. Oh, right. When she DM'd. And I took a screenshot of it. And I was like, that's so interesting. Because like, these are some of my most successful collaborations. So like, I don't love it. Yeah, you can't make everybody happy. And I think that we're, I think it's good timing for me too. Because I don't know that if I, when I was where you are, that I would have been ready for all of it. I was like a little more fragile. But here in my state, I'm sort of like, I don't really care. I've spent a lot of time and I'm happy in the space that I'm in. And I I know who I am. That's the whole thing. I know who I am. I know what my, my faults are. And I laugh at them myself. I don't need you to remind me of it. Luckily, I think that if you give off a vibe, like I don't give a shit, most people don't yeah. bother you. Like they yeah. don't really. And I had a few that were just trying to hit me like really hard. They would just send me these really mean messages and I pushed like, them why? aside. Um, just n- not, not a ton, but they'd say something about my husband or they'd say something else and they'd, they'd go on. They, there was like a lot of little jabs. And it was one night after a glass of wine. And I was like, I'm going to say something. And yeah. I said, listen, I need you to know because I think you think you're affecting me. I think you're taking pleasure in the fact that you're actually hurting me but i need you to know that you're not and i i think you need to be happy and be someplace else so please unfollow me <laughs> like i was like be done with it and be done with it you know what even I that do? annoys me 
You could block people. Like I block people all the time. I'm like, don't like one person like literally was coming at me for copying someone's recipe for like these nutter butter cookies. I'm like, my nutter butter cookies came out three years before hers. I don't know what to tell you. And she's like, you're not understanding the point. Like you're not understanding the point. Goodbye. And I blocked her. And it's like, bye, Felicia. Like, I don't feel like talking to you. I don't need to be involved in this. Well, you're you're also like old for this shit. Well, you're also trying to like share. You're on you're on the, you're on there sharing recipes. You're not on there like sharing other things like you it's know take, take it or leave it. But um yeah, yeah people, people can be pretty toxic. Well, Erica, you're amazing. This I like honestly, I didn't even ask half the questions say, that we, you wanted to talk we about. Put together a whole so so con- sorry. No, 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 in a good way. No, 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 no like you're so conversational. Most of them got answered in the thing, but this is fantastic. I know. I feel I wish I lived closer. I mean, we don't live that far. You live in Dar- Darien? Wait, wait, yeah, no, I'm close enough to that we could definitely visit, but you guys are in, I know where you're at right now. So, and I can just imagine, I don't know how you take time for an hour podcast actually to, you know, uh, to get through it. I got ants in my pants and I, I started the podcast when Ezra was a year old and I just, I think it's great to like diversify as much as possible. And what if Instagram goes up in flames? Like I just, you never know. 100%. I didn't join TikTok like quick enough and now as you know like you can't really grow on tiktok these days you're amazing thank you so much for taking the time i love it thanks guys have a wonderful rest of your week oh it's friday yay have a good weekend you too